The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. some international news stories about some stuff happening in Malaysia. Then we're also going to talk about the things that's going on right now. It's like the controversy with the Afropunk Festival. Because mm-hmm. um, shit well, bitches is tripping. Um, so we need to talk about that this week. But most importantly, Lucy, do you want to tell them like the big news that we have for this week? So this week, we're going to interview this dope ass artist who's black and queer. He I goes mean, by, you know, you know he goes you know. by Joe JB. The best of both worlds. Exactly. Because, you know, that's the way it should be. Um, exactly. And so, yeah, we're going to talk to him a little bit about his music and where he's looking for the future. And then he's going to give y'all his information so y'all know how to find his music and hit him up when you're looking for gigs and shit. Yes. And if y'all want to listen to one of his songs, actually, um, um, the bonus content that you can find on the Patreon for this week, we actually played a snippet about like a good minute of one of his songs, actually. Yeah. So y'all should definitely check that out. Tune into that. Um, the song was fucking amazing. So definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. We love supporting everyone in our Black queer community. We gotta, you know, stick together, work together, help one another out. So Yay. we're really excited for this opportunity, and we want to thank Joe for even hitting us up to, you know, make this a reality. So uh, exactly. we're super excited. Um, but go ahead, Lucy, with the, let's pay some bills real quick. All right, let's pay some bills so the lights on the palace can stay on. Because what right. happens if the lights ain't on? If the lights ain't on, you can't come out the closet because you can't see what's out there. Uh, exactly. So, you are listening to a CSPN podcast feature presentation. Are we, Lucy? Are we? Yes. Um, go to our website, cspn.us, click the podcast tab, and scroll down to your new favorite podcast, Newsy Floozy. And if you love us, then keep our podcast free by clicking the tab on the right side of our lovely website and shop with our many sponsors like Adam and Eve. So we got a whole story about that, y'all. Yeah, sex oh. toys are crazy. Sex toys are crazy on the Patreon. 23-inch dildos. Exactly. So you got to go and listen. 23 inches. Um, Wink, Co. in case you and your boo want to get it. Um, Amazon and many more. This is of no extra cost to y'all. It's just promo codes that you use for discounts when you shop it. So keep our lovely podcast free because we got to keep the lights on like we said before. So help us help you. Also, if you want hashtag bonus content from the Newsy Floozies, then become a patron on Patreon for our network, CSPN Media. You'll find the link on our social media and on the CSPN.us website on the Keep Our Podcast Free tab. Don't make us start flipping. Because these bitches be tripping. Ew, ew, ew. Jesus Christ, Lucy. Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. Is she y'all. hating on me, y'all? Because I think she is. Probably. But I doubt it. I fucking doubt it. All right. So, y'all. So, we have Joe here with us right now. Um, so, we're going to let him introduce himself whenever he is ready. Yo, I am Joe B. Uh, I'm a songwriter, uh, performing artist, uh, teaching artist. 
kinds of all kinds of arts and stuff. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Welcome, 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 Joe. We hope to make you feel right at home. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Opportunity. I'm really super excited to be chopping up with the new Seclusies. Yay. Okay, Joe. So um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and like how you identify like, uh, you know, in the queer community and different things like that if you wouldn't mind. For sure. Well, I uh, I hail from like the south suburbs of Chicago. Hello. I was born in Evergreen Park. Hey, hey, hey. I was born in Evergreen Park and grew up, you know, south of there. Um, I I came out in high school. I came out as bi, which I mean, like I roll, right? But um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. But uh, so like college came, and then I was like, you know, I just you know, hope I think like it's kind of there, but not really. Um, so then I, uh, uh, identify more so as, uh, asexual, demisexual more specifically, um, and within that is, is panromantic, um, yeah, so that's my, that's my core story. That's pretty cool, actually, like, I don't have a lot of, like, background information as far as, like, um, asexual and demisexual and things like that, like, would you mind actually, like, enlightening me a little bit, because I ain't kind of, you know, so it would be good to know. Yeah, well, you know, like most things, uh, you know, queerness exists on a spectrum, asexuality exists on a spectrum, um, and broadly, I would say that the spectrum goes, like, romantic or non-romantic, like, aromantic or, you know, pro-romantic, um, uh, uh, so there are different sort of like little categories. You may have heard of like sapiosexual, which is like an asexual person that's attracted to somebody with a lot of intellect or ambition or talent. Um, and then demisexual, which is what I identify as, it's more specifically um, in order for a sexual relationship to be established, you have to have uh, like a deep sort of emotional attachment, emotional connection, and emotional value built up um, in order for like a sexual relationship to be in its ideal form for a demisexual person. Okay. So yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Literally. Oh, yeah, so I, literally, <laughs> I literally cannot separate my dick from my heart. So my life. Exactly. It's okay. And as a cis man, I feel like it brings a certain amount of balance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No. Little yang, little yang. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I used to just be out here fucking. So. No, right? You know what I mean? I tried to be a hoe. I really did. I think it's funny because all the queer people I've met, it's like. We all kind of have a similar coming out story where we said we were like bisexual. I feel like like trying to be bisexual when you know you're not is like a gateway drug. <laughs>
but it doesn't make it a phase. You know what I mean? It's just it's a, it's a process. Yes, a process. I like that because, like, for real though, it really is a process because, like, you continue to learn and grow as like time goes on, and it's like it changes. People change every fucking day, like literally, like the same oh, yeah. day. And so it's just like from one minute to the next, who knows what I'm gonna be, or where I'm gonna be, or like how I'm gonna identify. But it's like. I don't know, I feel comfortable enough knowing that there's always a spectrum as far as where I can be until it adds a little, you know, makes me feel like valid in my own sexuality and identity in a way. Like, I know that I'm never like known for the feelings that I'm having. Like, if I have a walk past a dude, because I like, you know, like, identify as a lesbian. And if I ever walk past a dude and I'm like, man, like, he mad fan, right? Yeah. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, man, I might put his dick somewhere, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, like, just because I am a woman who likes women doesn't necessarily mean that I can't find men attractive. Or that I can't, like, you know, think about where I would put his penis. Like, if I, like, played hide the salami or some shit. Hide the salami. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so what brought you to music joe like what like is it like an, like an outlet for you or like is this like like i don't know just what brought you to music well um i would say that it's always just kind of been around uh my my father uh grew up in church i grew up in church uh my father uh did a lot of gospel music growing up taught choirs played piano organ uh went to roosevelt for music ed and oh. taught choir and, and cps for like 30 years um, so it's always just kind of been around. I have a, an actor uncle who works in New York. He does a lot of musicals. He's, he's been on a lot of original casts on Broadway. Um, uh, so, you know, it kind of was always around. Uh, and then, you know, I, I grew up singing. I, and then within the last year is when I really got serious about songwriting. I had written a couple Technical difficulties, y'all. Oh, okay. oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, about a year ago, I got got more serious about songwriting uh, and released uh, a project on streaming. But really, I, I'd say uh, songwriting, getting into it, was was more so of an exploration in how I could express myself when I was given the pen. I guess to put it that way. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine said. Um, like I don't get he's an actor songwriter director kind of thing um he's like uh you know I don't get joy from doing a monologue in my room where I like that you know a visual artist gets joy from being able to see the uh, yeah joy from being able to play back their song and so it's just it's a it's an outlet outlet yes um but an art art form where uh I could sort of like be done with the thing and then go back and look at it versus like enacting you kind of you know unless you got it on video you don't really get to go back and see what that was like okay that's pretty cool yeah would have never thought about it like that i know i like that like no one's gonna see a monologue I'm like i like that a lot like honestly it makes a lot of sense like because before we started this podcast we were kind of like thinking like are people going to be receptive to this idea of like mm-hmm. these two black queer wo- women like you know like talking about politics and news and like sex and like all these other amazing things that they are to talk about because it's like you know so we've been putting this off for months and then finally decided to take that leap and really like you know put ourselves out there because why not right Mm -hmm. so i respect that a lot yeah thank you i appreciate it 
but I feel like you know the time is right for for shows like this to be coming out. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, very true. So yeah, I'm glad you glad you took that leap. You know? Yes. Um. So there was one song that you had. What's the name of it, Lucy? One thing. Yes, one thing. And we like lit- okay, yeah, okay. we literally like fucking melted. Yes. Like we literally fucking melted. Uh-huh. Yes. Like. Like, it was so beautiful. It was magical. <laughs> like, we almost cried. And we ain't no, like, no emotional bitches, but, like, we almost fucking cried, G. Like, <laughs> Thank you so It was much. so fucking beautiful. Like, y'all really need to, like, listen to this song. It's on Joe's SoundCloud, which is J-O-J-B as in boy, um, which y'all need to look up and, like, go and find these songs. One thing is actually on all streaming platforms. What? Okay, yeah. so you mean I don't gotta go to the ghettos of SoundCloud no more? Woo Who's the woman that you have in the song with you? Her name is Morgan Pertle. She's like a um, Chicago based jazz vocalist. Oh, okay. really, really good. That makes sense. She like she literally sounded so amazing, and we were waiting for you to like come in on the song, and then when you finally did, we were like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was so like everything that we like. It was perfect. It was literally fucking perfect, man. Like. It spoke to my soul. Like yes. we made Lucy Mama listen to it, and her mama was like, "Oh my god, I love this." <laughs> I'm blown away. My gosh, I, I honestly on the the project that that is that comes from that is probably easily like the best song on there. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it was amazing. Like, and every other song that you sent us was amazing too. Yeah, um, acetone. Oh, check out yes, 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 for the acetone. Yes, yes, yes. Capital Black Joy. Oh, that's the one that we play in the Patreon feature too, y'all. Capital Black Joy. So definitely check that out. Check and that capital out. as the word. Yes. So definitely yes. check that out. Check that out because it was fucking amazing. Yes. But um, I guess if you had any piece of advice for like a black queer artist who's like embarking on this like musical journey, what would it be? I would definitely say news, but know your worth. Okay. Yeah, I think I think like um, I feel like there's this culture of green like new young artists needing to sort of like brown nose their way anywhere you know out of being green kind of thing you know what I mean like um and I don't think that's like necessarily like the healthiest way of uh indoctrinating a new generation of artists so like yeah pay your dues be respectful but at the same time um in any given room you should also demand respect you know what i mean yeah um like i like i do like extra calls right and that's what i was just the work i was doing today mm-hmm. um and like a couple years ago some of the same crew members were like terrible right and just not very nice not very respectful at all um i don't have any problems today but i think it's 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 probably a product of like them going through a process of you know, being like no we do treat this. um you know what i mean you can't tell you, yeah. you can't tell a grown man that he you know 
can't answer his, his daughter's phone call. Or, you know, just long story short. But uh, I would definitely say, like, you know, there is a such thing as paying your dues and, and, and waiting your turn, for lack of a better word. But mm-hmm. but definitely knowing where you where you knowing your worth exactly where you are right now um, mm-hmm. um, and knowing that that worth is only going to increase. You know what I mean? Okay. That's real. Yeah. I fucks with that. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of comedians have been talking about that lately about like how they got to be who they are. Like how yeah. like Hannibal Burris or Tiffany Haddish became them or Lil Real, right? And a lot of them talked about the process of like the fact that you have to learn from mentors, but also that like you have to demand respect and be respectful because if not, people don't want to work with you. Yeah. Because that doesn't come automatically. That's not second nature. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Colin Curtis. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of people, you know, they learn to take their shoes off when they come in a new, to a new house. But, yeah. Very true. Yeah, people where they are. Very true. Very true. Yeah, okay. Well, um, yeah. Do you got any more questions, Lucy? Oh, I have one question. How do you, like, what's your writing process? Do you, like, get songs when you're in the shower or, like, when you're taking a run or... How do you, like, come yeah. up with your musical genius? Oh, my God. Far from that. Thank you. But, <laughs> um, I, you know, it will, you know, sometimes it's random things where I'll just get a little melody in my head and I have to write it down. But honestly, I'm, I consider myself a lyricist more than anything. Um, and my music comes with words. So I, I start with a melody and, like, me snapping the words, uh, snapping the lyrics. Um, excuse me, snapping while, like, singing the lyrics. I'll get that down on my voice recorder. Um. And then it depends after that. I, I do a lot of collaboration with, with a, a lot of other instrumentalists and producers. Um, so I may send that voice recording, that raw voice recording to like a producer or um, to, to make a, a, tra- a beat to, or I'll get with some instrumentalists and be like, yo, like let, let's create a sound for this. Um, the, a couple things, acetone and uh, rose petals, which is the newest thing I put out on SoundCloud. Yeah, I heard that one earlier. Oh, dope, dope. Those are my original productions, so that was literally me just plugging sounds into my computer. Wow. Um, so, but more often than not, it, it, it's, it's a process of going through a producer or working with other instrumentalists to create the sound. Okay. That's, that's amazing. super dope. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's super, super dope. So, I have just one other question for you. Like, does, like, does your music ever help you navigate your sexuality and, like, all the facets of you? And, like, your blackness you know and, like, all that. I'm glad you asked that. And like, blackness, yes. The first, very first song, Capital Black, was the very first song that I ever put out. And I was really glad, I'm really glad that that was my, you know, kind of, like, freshman thing. <laughs> I still haven't had that, right? But, like, my first thing. Um, yeah, and, uh, because I definitely wanted to define myself as an art- artist that was, um, forget the word political, but socially grounded somewhere. Okay. I definitely like wanted to remember where I came from, being a product of, of a black home, being a product of like a middle class home. You know what I mean? I wanted to make sure that like that that it was clear that I was telling those stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And then as far as you ask that, because sometimes you know, a yeah, be there in the song, and um, like it's sort of, I guess it all comes from me. So you know, um. And then with my sexuality being somewhat fluid, like, I, I don't know how to answer this. I I guess what I want to say is, sometimes, like, um, abstract that expression, 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With, with the feature, you know what I mean? Having someone else sing the song and use these pronouns, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, sometimes, like, that's a way to abstract it in a way that I feel like is is exploratory because I feel so fluid and all over the place. Like, I don't I don't have an, a, a picture of an ideal partner in my head. And so I feel like I, I want to show that in the music by, like, you know, abstracting the whole who's the romantic interest in this song. You know what I mean? Oh, that's amazing. And, and, and on top of that, like, I, uh, my first project was called Storch. Storch, sorry. It's a Greek word for love of the family and love of the tyrants. Um, and so uh, another thing I want to do is whenever I'm talking about love, I want to uh, sort of expand their own definitions of love. Um, so, like, go where they, you know, go where the song takes them initially, but then think, like, oh, could this song be about a friend? Could this song be about my grandmother? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like that. Okay. That's amazing. That's super fucking dope. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all need to hit up Joe JB on all social media platforms, especially yeah, Twitter. On, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's Joe JB Schaefer. Okay. So, that's Joe JB Schaefer, and that's S C H A F F E R. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely follow Joe again. He's on most streaming platforms, so you can find him on iTunes, Spotify, um, SoundCloud. Definitely check out his SoundCloud page. Um, and Joe JB, he has some dope music, so definitely, definitely, definitely give our man's a shot because he is amazing. So we hope that y'all enjoy his music as much as we did. So, yes, so thank you so much, Joe. We really appreciate you coming on and chopping it up with us. Yes. You're yes. So we will. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Yeah, so we will definitely be hitting you up soon, Joe. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye, Joe. All right. I'm bye now. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, condoms, dental dams, sex toys, etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Newsy Floozies podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. All right, y'all. So we hope that y'all enjoyed that little interview. Sorry for some of our technical difficulties. We was really trying, but y'all know bitches Wi-Fi ain't shit. Um, you know. Basically, it's what it all boils down to. Um, or should I say Lucy's Wi-Fi ain't shit. Um, um, I'm going to put her out. It's a rectangular thing that's attached to this giant frame. And I think people call it a door. And I'm going to put her on the other side of it if she keep acting up. All right. So in today's news. <laughs> See how she changed the subject? She in, already know. In Malaysia, people are afraid because a gay caning, um, a gay caning stokes fear in their LGBT community. Um, and in case you don't know what caning is, it's a form of punishment. It's kind of like yeah. when your mama used to give you a whooping with a belt. But they use a cane, and typically yeah. it can be anywhere across your back, your buttocks, your legs, um, yeah. any place that would be really, really painful. Yeah. Like, some people, like, in a way, like, they use this for, like, kink pleasures yeah. and things like that, but this is a way to be demeaning and to cause pain yeah. and to actually, like, you know, like, hurt these people's, like, spirit as well as physically. And it's based in, like, public humili- uh, humiliation. humiliation. Yeah. 
And so um, one, this article is on CNN, by the way. Um, and so one point of the article, they were saying how like Malaysia is accused of cracking down on LGBT people and the country. Um, and so they're hoping that the new government will be more inclusive um, is like opposed to like the former government things that were happening. They're hoping to like have more like a bigger LGBT community and more allies within Malaysia itself. Um, so it use your privilege to help yeah. you. But yeah, use your privilege to help y'all peoples. So part of this article says two gay women have been caned in Malaysia amid a worsening climate for LGBT individuals in the Muslim-majority Southeast Asian nation. Um, the punishment of the two unnamed women took place Monday uh, morning in the Terengganu. Good job, because I couldn't do that. All right, I tried. Um, and it is a state to the east of the capital of Kuala Lumpur, um, according to the rights campaigner. And the state is governed by Sharia law. Which is a type of um, Muslim denomination, I think that's what they call it. I believe so. It could be like, yeah, like considered a denomination. We're going to look this up really quick, actually, because now I'm really fascinated. Um, each woman was lashed six times after being caught attempting to have sex in a parked car. And they were also required to pay a fine of 800 American dollars. Um, okay. According to Google slash Wikipedia, uh, Sharia uh, law is a type of Islamic law that's based on a set of religious principles, which is part of a Islamic culture. And so the Arabic world uh, word Sharia refers to the law revealed by God, um, which originally meant that it's on a certain way or path. So it's like a, yeah, it's like a type of Islamic law um, that's based on how certain people interpret the Quran and the Hadith. There we go. Thank you. Tidbits from Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy's corner. All right. So, yeah. So, that story was really fucking wild. Like, yeah. you know, like, I'm pretty sure these women had no other place to really, like, be together as an actual couple and to, like, you know, be intimate with one another. And mm-hmm. so, they, like, found an opportunity and jumped on it. And unfortunately, like, this is what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got caned. And then they had, um, it says they got caned uh, in front of almost like a hundred or more people. Mm-hmm. So that shit's wild too. You know what I'm saying? Like for literally like. And I, then they had to wear different color compared to everybody else, right? Like didn't they wear black and like mm-hmm. the other people who got in trouble or were around shameful. were white? Yeah. Yeah. It's shameful. And I'm just, oh my God. But homosexual sex is illegal throughout Malaysia under a colonial area era criminal law you know which really needs to be fucking changed the because like the caucasity literally so like okay question uh what is technically homosexual sex so like okay say a woman and a man have anal sex yeah like the woman like i don't know puts her finger in like the guy's butthole or some shit yeah like is she going to jail is he going to jail Cause no. is that like a homosexual activity? Like, I don't mean to like say it like that if that's offensive. No. Like, so like the, even in the U S which is something that a lot of people don't know, a lot of like quote unquote gay acts are illegal. So like, I think in Illinois, cunnilingus, I think is illegal, which is basically women like getting head. Um, yeah. and I think it's only illegal if you tend to be 
like two women or something like that. Yeah. Um, in ways that like fellatio has never been criminalized in that sort of way. So if you think about like in Texas where they used to have a sodomy law that was yeah. all about gay yeah, men sure. having anal sex, but never about them getting hit. Yeah. So it's the same. It, it's basically like what people mainstream think that what gay people do during sex but is what they count as. It's wild as fuck because in a lot of places now it's legal for gay people to get married. It's so like, what the fuck do you think we do? Like, sit around playing fucking patty cake all day? What did we talk like, about in that first episode? They think we scissor all right. of the time. You're right. Can they outlaw that shit? <laughs> like, for real. Like, outlaw scissoring in porn. Like, I'm for this movement. I'm for this movement. Y'all need to outlaw scissoring in porn and choking on potato chips. Okay? <laughs> choking on potato chips and scissoring in porn. Lord have Both mercy. of those things need to be banned. All right, to the high heavens oh, or God. whatever else you believe in, but that shit's wild. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, to keep oppressing these people like that, literally, like it just it breaks your heart in a way when you realize how much privilege you have for like living in the United States. Like even though we are like black in the United States and we are queer women in the United States, you know mm-hmm. we may not have as much privilege as everyone else, but we still have you know like uh, higher up in this instance, yeah. like where we won't be caned in front of people for engaging in like sex. True. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like with our partners or whatever else. True. But also, um, the thing that I think is really interesting is that like they try to enforce these laws, but like lesbians been fucking under people noses since like forever. Like the fact that, you know, they used to believe that there was like the public slash private sphere, which meant that like men hung out in public with only other men and that women <laughs> were only in private in the sense that they were only within their own homes and hanging out with other women in their homes. What do you think that women was doing when they were exactly. hanging out with each other? Yeah. I'm eating your vagina. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, some of them was, you know... You How would Nancy Jones say it? I'm licking her pussy. Oh I'm my scared. God. Yeah, some of them would actually be out here, you know, like cooking and drinking tea and washing clothes and gossiping together but a lot of them was fucking too and so like it's really interesting how the only time that it's supposed to be a problem is when they get caught and it's supposed to be this like public shaming even though it's been a really common private practice for like ever so it's just like um the the thing that's sort of like just i understand religious texts you know, saying whatever. And I understand that people are, like, uncomfortable with it for whatever reason. But my thing is, regardless of what's going on, what I do in my bed has nothing to do with it you. has nothing to do with anybody, honestly. And I understand honestly. that Jesus wants people to be able to determine paternity, which is why they was like, hey, bro, only people who out here, um, you know, procreating True. is supposed to be out here, you know, having sex. That makes sense because you want to know who the daddy or the baby is, right? Because it's so difficult to remember oh all God. the people you had sex with to be like, you know, my baby daddy is this dude over here, right? I understand that. But at the same time, we can move past that because there's so many things. And I'm not even saying that we should rely on DNA tests, but because of sexual freedom, you should be out here to be able to bust the way open and For have your issue. Fuck you want to. If I don't, if I only know the first initial of your first name, that's so all I need be to it. Know. That is my business. Thank you. Like, what the fuck does that matter to anybody else if y'all don't got to raise the kid? Thank you. Ain't got shit to do with y'all who the fuck the baby daddy is. Thank you. I wouldn't give a fuck if I told three different men that they was my baby daddy. They all can hey, believe that shit. Exactly. He got three daddies. What's wrong with having three daddies? 
that's the problem that I'm having. You so worried about who the biological father is. That part don't fucking matter. Because everybody, there's a lot of people out here, right, with stepdaddies. They daddies is more they daddy than the daddy who gave birth to them, okay? Thank the you. reason why they exist. So having Thank extra daddies is not the issue. Thank you. So why are you so worried about who Thank I'm fucking? You. And who is my baby daddy? Thank you. Like. Because we have sex for pleasure. We've said this time and time again. Gay people have sex for pleasure. Yes. And, I mean, it's an amazing time. So, hey, whatever. Well, what the fuck? So, the one thing that's really, um, I guess the thing that's sort of bothering me the most, maybe, about this story yeah. is, um, well, I wouldn't even put it that way. The sort of thing that stands out to me, I guess that's what I want to say. Yeah. Is that there are women who got in trouble. Most of the time when you hear about people who got publicly it shamed, men. it's men. And You're that's right. because a lot of people don't understand that women who have sex is for their own pleasure and not for the pleasure of other dudes and a lot of them yeah that's true that's very true and they fetishize lesbians and like women who have sex with women yeah so they brush um, it under the rug because they're like oh whatever y'all fucking and not even necessarily see. women who have sex with women because i am sorry that was not like gender inclusive i guess in a way yeah right. but well the story but, yeah, is about two women, women yeah the story is about two women but yeah i just wanted to be sure for our listeners yeah 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 but if people having sex with people you know whatever but usually the problem is that because people are so uncomfortable with anuses that they're just and like with, like men like even like remotely being attracted to another man yeah like, that it's just like oh my god like this is the end of the fucking world like the antichrist the even antichrist. though the romance was out here fucking everybody in the booty hole like, but for real, we've talked about buttholes a lot. Y'all, y'all gotta listen to the bonus content because it's all about booty hoes. It is all about booty hoes. It's beautiful, actually. It's really amazing. About that funny story. So listen uh, to it. 23 inch dildos. Yeah, I just still can't get over that story. Okay, whatever. But, but make sure y'all listen, tune in. Yeah, um, but like, you know, really like the whole thing that's, you know, I don't know. I just hope that one day, regardless of like whether you in some sort of religion or not, I hope that you can convince your clergy of whatever type. Whoever yeah. is the person who is in charge of what you meditating or in charge of, you know, yo I don't know, the person who gives you wisdom every time that you go to whatever place you worship worship. Yeah. I hope that at some point we can sort of evolve to be like, that's not my business. If you wanna go to whatever fiery place you wanna go to, you'll do that. Or if you like, you not know, not even whatever fiery place you want to go to, like just if you want to do whatever fuck you want to do, as long as you're not harming nobody, we don't give two shits. Yes, like about what the fuck you're doing. Yes, well, like, yes. you know, because the fiery place can have like a negative connotation in a way. Well, I didn't say that. The, like, okay, so I guess this is where I'm going with this. Hell can be a fun place for a lot of people. It don't have like a lot of people want to go, right? Like, okay. because, you know, they're just like, I want to be out here doing bad things and doing hood rat shit with my friends. I want to be out here smoking with cigarettes, right? You know, the little yeah. boy from... And then fucking... some of us don't believe in any of this. Exactly. So it's just like, eh, okay. But like, my like, thing when is... when I die, I die. Mm. True. But like, because of a lot of religions are built on scaring people into doing the right thing, right? Hey, and you then... want to go give milkshakes after this? I'm low-key kind of thirsty. This is not the point. I know. I'm sorry. Right? Because people want to... <laughs>
whatever. Like, who cares? I can only give you wisdom. Like, I can only lead the horse to yeah. drink, but I can't tell you to drink the water. So, like, stop fucking shaming people and scaring them and doing whatever else because they want to be out here fucking for pleasure. Because if that's the case, all these straight people will be going to hell, too, because they ain't supposed to be having sex with pleasure, either. That's very true. And also, um, at what point do, like, pastors and preachers, like, homeboy who did fucking Aretha Franklin's eulogy, like, you know. which made no fucking sense. But at what point do you get tired of spewing all this hate? Like, at what they point? when they like, talk about themselves. Literally, because that's exactly what it is. I feel like all these people who are, like, preaching this hate and all these other things, you're, like, closeted. Like, well, you know what I'm saying? And you're, like, upset because you can't live your life. Or maybe you really have these, like, ignorant thoughts and beliefs in your head. And you don't necessarily know where they come from. Yeah. But, and like, when we I say closeted, like, it don't just mean that you closeted gay. It could be closeted because you got a sex addiction. Or closeted because you out here fucking everybody in the congregation but your own wife. Exactly. You know, closeted like about that kind about of About your own sins, and, yes. you know, your quote-unquote sins and whatever else. But, like, so the article was saying that um, this punishment has not been previously used in what the, the state for female homosexuality. See? So, exactly. So, you know, because it's just completely different. You know, because yeah. women, you know, whatever. You and women we, gays. Thank you. And we're not advocating. Y'all are worse than white feminists. <laughs> <laughs> And we're not advocating, you know, you for... third wave hussies. Oh, my God. Right now, we're in the fourth wave, so stop it. Um, I but... know, y'all it's a little slow. Right? Y'all <laughs> well, behind us. Lord us, have mercy. Us fourth wave cis women. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I, I'm not advocating for everybody to get equal treatment with punishment. I'm just saying, leave this shit alone. Leave it the fuck alone, because it makes no sense. Because there's so many fucking laws on the books that you don't, uh, you don't, what's it called, enforce. Yeah. So leave them alone, too. Put and people on. in Malaysia are now saying that they're scared as far as what this message is sending Thank you. to, like, the, like, wider spread, like, LGBT community and, like, what's going to happen from here on out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what else is there to expect because it can only get worse from here potentially this is the so beginning. exactly and now you also have all these people protesting and stuff and shout so shout out to them people well, shout out to all for giving those people them, for giving a fuck for real for giving a voice to the people there who clearly aren't able to like do it for themselves yes because of all the bullshit that's happening um and i won't call their laws bullshit but no, bullshit. the bullshit of the um, shame. The exactly, bullshit of, of like, just shaming these people. Yeah, yeah the like, physically harming people. That's the bullshit. For what? Like, bitch, am I like three even then? Don't hit me, bitch. Thank you. Um, But yeah, like the campaigners are just like, it's kind of like, are we adding fuel to the already burning fire? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we literally about to make it worse for these people? Or are we going to make it better? But at the end of the day, we're going to try. And that's the spirit that I love to hear. At the end of the day, we're going to fucking try. Mm -hmm. Like, nevertheless, they persisted. Because they know that at the end of the day, even if they don't do nothing, it's just as bad. It's even worse if you don't do nothing. So at least by doing something, you, you know that I'm trying to make a difference. I'm trying to, like, have this impact on others. Like, oh, okay, bars. (laughs) (laughs) You thought I was going somewhere with that shit, didn't you? You thought I was going I'm literally that putting her out today, Jesus. I was not going anywhere with that. I'm sorry, girl. But also, I did My train know. of thought <laughs> is a worse driver than Brandy. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, man. Sorry. Also, I didn't know Malaysia was Muslim, like, largely, which I think Me is neither. really interesting. But... Yeah, I did not know that. Okay. So next... Learn something new every day. You do. So, next yeah. story. Um, Also based in Malaysia. And Lucy, you want to go ahead and read that a little bit? So a Malaysian minister decided that he wanted to order the LGBT portraits from this dope-ass exhibition to be removed. 
Um, so these organizers of a, uh, organizers of a festival, you know, had a bunch of people um, take photos and they put them together, and then they removed two of the portraits that had LGBT activists in them, and they did it because somebody complained to the government because why couldn't you just talk to the organizer to be like, bitch, I don't like this shit, and then y'all can have a conversation about it. No, no, no. Instead, you want to get people involved who are the ones in charge of catering people. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Um, so basically, you know, they decided to take it down and they decided that the promotion of LGBT culture was not supported in Malaysia. So that was the reasoning behind, you know, saying fuck y'all and them beautiful ass portraits. So if you're looking for them, um, BBC had an article about it and, um, the portraits are like, they're not even like, okay, on the scale of like baby gay to like, I've been in this game for 35 for years. 35 years gay is yeah. like baby gay yeah. like they not in here in drag what you would see if it was like an american platform like, all they holding is fucking gay pride flags and some of them aren't like one the one woman isn't even holding one her name's miss ayu um i believe that's how you pronounce it so sorry if i did butcher that but she's not even holding like a pride flag you know what i'm saying like mr Peng is the one holding a pride flag like they're just holding their own nation like malaysia's flag like they're like what the fuck? Like literally, like. So I guess that's too gay. Like I don't, I don't. Apparently, get it. shit. Like it says, Malaysian pride, not gay pride. Was okay, basically that's, that's what like, they wanted it to be, that's and they like felt saying, threat. No, no. They said um, the festival director told the BBC that he was directed to take the por- pictures out because, um, but he wasn't threatened to take them down. Mm, yeah, I sure. That's yeah. like saying Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that Thank bullshit. You. Oh, wait, hold on. Do you see this bullshit, too? Malaysian newspaper sparks anger with how to spot gay person lists. What the fuck does they that mean? They published this fucking list. What, are you telling people how to build a gaydar? Like, that's not even real. What the fuck? Yes, it says that, like, LGBT issues remain a taboo. Like, and then they said Beauty and the Beast postponed in Malaysia after gay moment. What a part what about What the fuck is Beauty a gay the, moment? What a part about Beauty and the Beast is gay. Since when? Because do I need to watch this shit again I and mean, be like, I missed, I must have missed some gay shit. For what, the toxic masculinity? Other than that, I don't really think it's gay. And that's um, the theme of every Disney movie. Exactly. So, where's oh, the gay shit? You to save you. Let him abuse you. Lock you in a dungeon. Keep you there against your will. But you know what? You're going to support him forever. Mm-mm. And they should have found somebody who was stronger to lead that festival. Homeboy talking about, I chose to lose this battle. Oh, so, you know, you didn't want to invite all the LGBT people who would have gave you money to p- support this motherfucking festival because they knew that their pictures was up there. You know what? Let's talk about that. I really hate how organizations and fucking corporations sell us out for like $3, but then we bring to the table a million dollars what I support. Like, that's that dumb shit. Like, when the WNBA um, in like the early 2000s had these lesbians kissing on a kiss cam, and so they decided to take the kiss cam down altogether. Uh-huh. Bitch, you stupid. Don't nobody go to them WNBA games but gay people and children. So why would you... And, like, alienate the only demographic that makes sure you stay alive. This shit is stupid. Extremely. I agree. Like, gay people are so, like, out here, like, so oppressed that we will support anything that got gay people in it. As long as they are out here calling us all kinds of words they shouldn't be using. And as long as they're not a Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. We're not talking about her. that bitch problematic as shit. We, we, we're not talking about her. Problematic as hell. We're not 
like talking about her. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, but literally, like we will do all of that. So why would you do some bullshit like that? Because you decided that we're not important enough to fight for. Like, and you saying that also, like looking at the alarming numbers of people in the LGBTQ plus community who are dying. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's by suicide, by you know, like hate crimes or like you know, homicides, whatever else, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you saying that they weren't worth fighting for? You no. know what I'm saying? Like, Fuck their stories, their struggles aren't worth fighting for. No. Like, simple things like telling somebody on Twitter, AG, you shouldn't say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not worth fighting no, for. No, no, like, no, because offending strangers is much, much harder than, like, defending your gay brother, sister, slash anybody that you know that's gay. Yeah, because it was a video of me arguing with this pastor on YouTube, which is still there. Oh, Lord. And... Every white person on that shit was calling me a monkey bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all these other hateful things. Like, I read that shit and, like, was low-key in my feelings after I read that. And I was like, are they calling me a monkey? And, like, this, that, and the third. Even though he told you but, to go to hell for wearing leggings and go to hell for existing as Because he woman. told me to go to hell for being gay. Like, no, sweetie. Like, it's never this deep about who I love. Like, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see, like, the way, like, white people, like, act online. Gee, they're literally fucking trolls, like real life fucking trolls, like and disgusting as fuck, quite honestly, because it's just like you sit here and you're so upset and devastated by everything happening in the world because it's just like crumbling down on you and everything is just making it so hard for white people. Fuck you. And like da 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 da. And there's an attack on Christians. Ugh. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bitch, ain't shit wrong with you. Like, you're just looking for a reason to be a hateful-ass fucking person. Yep. To be a nasty-ass fucking person. And then the main and ones think it ain't going to heaven. Exactly. No, 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 no. And more or less, they're looking for a sense of, like, validation and power. Yep. Like, that's literally all it is. Because my life to empower is shitty, themselves. so I'm gonna make yours shitty. Exactly. That's literally all that it fucking is. It's just a way to continue to, like empower themselves or like you know what i'm saying make themselves feel better than everybody fucking else like no 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 so malaysia do better (laughs) do fucking better man for real like literally do the fuck better but um in other fucked up news yeah so we're gonna go to afropunk so afropunk just happened like last week this past weekend one of those not really sure um it's in the last like two weeks yeah yeah, you're right. Shit, I don't know. Um, so a couple was thrown out of Afropunk um, for their protesting t-shirts. And you know everybody who, like, goes to Afropunk has, like, some type of, like, protesting, like, outfit, whether it's, like, protesting, like, the anti-blackness in America or just, like, whatever else. Like, they you know the alternative like, black people who be out here, like, saying what they shit. mean and flourishing and, and it's supposed to be, and shit. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a safe space for them. So this one couple... Uh, they wore uh, outfits that said Afropunk sold out for white consumption. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the dragon. <laughs> the dragon. So Afropunk didn't like that. Um, they got pretty pissed. Um, and the couple was in a VIP area. So they basically made them leave. Um, and like security escorted them out of like that part of the festival or whatever, I guess. And so, I mean, in a way it was kind of like, Proving the couple's point or whatever. Um, and they wrote so, an iOS press release. About yes, it. yes, yes. And so basically, um, what did they say? 
they were saying the most disheartening part about speaking up about something is that we don't have hella celebrity backing or a large machine behind us to protect us from any retribution or fallout or upset that continues to come with this institution. Um, and so they were just saying that um, their own and like it's their own internalized anti-blackness that they know um, is being harmed by Afropunk and by the festival organizers. Um, and basically they're just saying that Afropunk doesn't support black people the way that it needs to. And that it's a lot of anti-blackness that comes about from this. Um, and that it's an institution that needs to be called out because it needs to be dismantled. And you know what I'm saying? Like just, it needs to become a real platform again for people to really do these things, I guess. And if it is an area for people to protest and they're protesting everything else, then they say one thing you don't like and you put them out. That's pretty childish. Yeah, that don't make any sense. They're going to get everything that y'all do. Like, and the fact that y'all going to release this whack-ass statement all over the internet, so Instagram and Aru and probably Blavity, talking about some, we sorry that they felt mistreated. It wasn't our intention. Fuck that. I don't give it a was fuck. Your, it was your actions, though. Like, you literally right. were like, mm, I don't like that shirt. It might show up all over the internet. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to put their ass out before they happen. And it happens anyway. And it, it pisses me off when people say, we are sorry that you feel mistreated. <laughs> No, bitch, sorry that I was mistreated because that's literally what the fuck no, it was. No, no, no. I was mistreated. And I don't, I'm not at fault. You're the one at fault. You shouldn't have wore that t-shirt and we wouldn't have got here. Mm-hmm. And you know what was even crazier? When Afropunk was like, we're not a non-for-profit business. We're a socially responsible business. And we support other black-owned businesses. And we got queer people on our board. It's so that should make shit. our actions better. It's y'all fucking should have these people. And then one of the women in the shirt, she said, the issue for me is that Afropunk is a space that invites white people into it and is not issued or addressed any of the people's sentiments or sensitivities around white folks wearing appropriate wear um, and also just being under white people's gaze all day. I didn't pay to be looked at and gawked at by white people. I just didn't pay for that. I've always got the sense that they're selling um, something. And what I feel like is that they're selling me. What the hell are white people doing at Afropunk? Bitch, this is not for you. Go gentrify something else. Lucy, stop yelling. Sweetie. I'm sorry. It got, sounds terrible in the mic. I'm sorry. I just got really angry, y'all. I didn't mean to blow your eardrums out. I'm just saying, go gentrify something else. Yeah, and it said you can't be in Brooklyn in a space with such a strong political history inside of blackness, have an Afropunk solution session, but you're not inviting black trans women. Well, you know what I mean? You don't have organizations underground. You have women's march boards, but not black women's blueprints um, and anything like that. So that's real shit, though. You know, and like even Lena Waithe was saying that the pro like the Afropunk needs to be restructured and everything else. And Afropunk's editor in chief actually stepped down um, and parted ways with the organization after all of this happened. But I really do agree with the woman. Like every time I would look at Afropunk um, pictures and stuff like that, I always thought like maybe it would be like a cool experience to go to. But it was too pricey for me. And then also, like, um, I just, I don't know. Like, I felt like maybe it wouldn't be the safest space for me in a way. Because if y'all are going to have white people here gawking, looking around, and anybody can buy a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that I need to show ID to be able to fucking go or anything like that. But y'all literally let anybody in. And they know that, like, you know, like these 
like a lot of political black people are here you know what i'm saying and like they want to be heard and they're going to let their messages run free and so what if you know any danger like happens to them or something happens to them while they're there because of who y'all are letting in Mm -hmm. and that y'all aren't like monitoring and things like that so i just think it's trash man like real life fucking trash straight up yeah and then the editor-in-chief resigned. He cites disrespect and exploitation. Mm. Um, and he called out the management for performative activism offered to sponsors as ways to promote their products. So basically saying that it's just another money move for them, all that it is, and that they just continue to make money while, like, falsely supporting, like, black trans people or, like, you know, like, um, the LGBT queer black community and, like, all these other things. And basically, it's just fake activism. Um, you can keep your fuckery. How about that? Yeah, he said that, and his name was, um, what, Editor-in-Chief Lou Constant Desportes. He said that he has experienced and witnessed so many lies gaslighting disrespect victim blaming and exploitation as well as being overworked undervalued and underpaid um and being kept in precarious situations so why didn't you be the whistleblower beforehand before people decided to jack the fuck out of y'all but sometimes it takes that one event that really like pushes you over the edge and you just like they really not gonna change because maybe he's been there since the very beginning of this and he saw what it was and now seeing what it is now it's just like damn like this ain't it that's real yeah. i just hope it's not omarosa vibes where you decide that you want to work True. for this nigga because he can give True. you a job and in the moment he don't want to bend to your rules no yep. more he erases he said this he said that no bitch right. where were you 10 years ago right he said that the philosophy and actions of some of the people who run the company are so at odds with the values that they claim to stand for he said he meant by that that they were using radical imagery slogans and intersectional mottos to market their events uh performative activism offered to sponsors as a way to promote their products and elitism under the guise of black excellence and i agree with that to be quite honest because in a way i felt like i wasn't good enough to go to afropunk mm-hmm. it was like this like weird thing where like i felt like My only like a certain type of black people can go yeah because like they have to be like these like because you only really see pictures of like the skinny people who go to Afropunk. It's like and, weird. Yeah. Like and like you don't like really see like a Your lot of like weird had stuff happening. Slogan. Exactly. And all these things you gotta spend so much money on your outfits. So you gotta have money, you gotta have intellect, you gotta have all of these things. And like you know what I'm saying? And if you don't, then it's just like eh. So I didn't really like that. Yeah. So I was never really planned to go. Um but I just thought that that shit was wild. And I mean, hopefully things will change. But I mean, probably not. But um, yeah, so that's what we wanted to say about Afropunk. And lastly, we wanted to talk about <sighs> Nicki Minaj. I don't know why we have to keep talking about her. I swear to you, she is in that Azalea Banks category. You, you've done too much to the point that like, okay, I get you promoting your album. But now you got to the point that you get on everybody's nerves. Almost to Orlando Brown. When you breathe, I'm just like, please go in that corner and please. leave me alone. So I don't care about your fuckery. I don't know if y'all remember the tweets that her and Safari were exchanging. But one of the tweets, Safari stated that Nikki stabbed him. And that he had to go to the hospital and say that he tried to, like, harm himself so that she wouldn't get in trouble. He lied to the police to save her black ass. And so he said this. Nikki never. Now, she responded to every single one of his other tweets. 
and kept throwing jabs about all of his other tweets and everybody on the blog is going to keep going about the other tweets but they never said nothing about this one particular tweet and it's because they don't see women as women as perpetrators of domestic violence like, which they are thank you you like, know what i'm saying it's not cute that when you break up with whoever your boo is to throw bleach all over their clothes and then like burn all their shit up because if they did that shit to you you would literally be fucking going nuts. You will yeah. find everybody boo-boo, kiki, man-man, and the police to come beat that nigga ass. Very true. And then she gets on live TV on the Ellen show and goes how she wanted to punch Travis Scott in the face mm-hmm. for having the number one album. So she continues to display all of these violent tendencies. You know what I'm saying? To like continue to do these things and like publicly say that she wanted to punch that man in the face and do all these other things and say all these negative shameful things about people like and people are still like ratting with her to the wheels fall off like i'm really not understanding this she's an abuser she's toxic if travis scott would have said on national tv that he wanted to punch Nicki minaj in the face you bitches would have had a fucking fit you bitches would have been calling the police you bitches would have called peter you would have been out here like so where he live at twitter would have done that googling found that nigga address would have showed up and I'll be standing outside like punch all of us. But she can say, she can talk about his baby. She can talk about his baby mama. She can, she can say how she wanted to punch him in the face. Sick um, the fucking barbs on that one dude who didn't like her. Yeah. And he was gay or whatever. And they tried to like say he should kill himself. You do this all the time. And people she think does it's this okay. all the time. She throws these fucking temper tantrums. But then if you disagree with what she's saying, you're just on the Nikki hate train. Bitch, there is no train. Thank okay? you. Okay. And okay. the train should be longer than it is. Fuck out of here. Exactly. So I just really think Nicki Minaj is trash. Like, gee, like, I tried so hard to, like, be, like, you know, like, for this movement. Because at first I really thought she was doing this for female empowerment. But it's literally just to serve her own, like, selfish motives. It's just to promote her album. It's just to make her more money and all those other things. It's not actually in the spirit of helping women progress or anything like that. Because like, why would you do such a thing? Exactly. It literally, like, nothing like that. Oh my goodness! So, uh, get y'all her barbs, all y'all barbs. Uh, get get her, get, get her. Get y'all frangy, cause uh, that bitch she, tripping. She clearly don't have family who give a fuck about her. Exactly. And I don't mean family in the sense that they related to you. Just family of people around you mm-hmm. who support you as a community. Them people clearly enable the fuck out of you. All you surrounded by yep. is yes people. Because if you wasn't, you wouldn't be acting an ass all the damn time. You are just like fucking Cheeto. The orange motherfucking Cheeto. The dude who out here with that nasty looking wig on. You ain't no different from him. Mm-hmm. People just enable the fuck out of your like toxic behavior. Yeah. And it keeps you going and fueled because you feel so entitled to that. But, like, for you to really get on TV and say how you was going to punch that man in the face, like, she's extremely abusive and just toxic. And if a man would have said the same thing about her, we would have Chris Browned him. Hell yeah. Come on, like, let's be real. We would have Chris Browned that man. Like, somebody, did you, so you know how um, the internet right now is doing that full, like, the real name of all the celebrities? Mm-hmm. One of them popped up of Chris Brown, and Chris Brown, it was like, oh, he's an abuser. And this one was like, I'm not trying to make it a joke, and I'm not trying to say he's funny. I just want y'all to remember that mm-hmm. he beat up Rihanna, and that's not okay. Yeah. People are like, years and years later, I'm not letting that shit go, and they shouldn't let her actions go either. No, because women can be perpetrators of domestic violence just like men and anyone else can be. So don't ever forget that shit. Anyone can perpetrate domestic violence. It does not matter based on your gender, sexual orientation, none of that shit anyone can and so it needs to be recognized when people are being toxic when people have such a big influence on like young people 
You know what I'm saying? And they got them thinking that that shit is okay. Yep. And that, you know, go stab your partner if you make you mad. You like, know, like, what the hell? What the fuck? Like, no, that is never, never, never okay. So that shit needs to be talked about. So, boom, she trash shit. That's about it. Hell yeah. So, yeah. So, my, like, last thing that I have, because you did your last thing, is I want to follow up on our safe sex talk from last week. Yeah. And one of the things that I want to talk about is how we need to bring visibility to the B and the long-ass LGBTQ plus acronym. And, um... As the person who previously identified as bisexual, which we talked about, everybody mm-hmm. did, um, me being pansexual, I'm still sort of close to that. Yeah, on the spectrum. On the spectrum. Um, and I want to talk about the fact that because it's like bisexuality... Visibility month? Visibility month. I'm like, what's it called? <laughs> um, that we need to like see them as legitimate. Because one of the things that is really frustrating is that people like to say, oh... You a hoe because you don't choose. You can't choose because you don't want to choose. You're confused. You confused. Um, that you out here fucking everybody and their mama. And it's just like, all of that could be true. All of that can be valid. But none of that should be used as something against me by saying that, like, because of all of these things that, you know, my sexuality is less valid than yours. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I don't understand that one group of people is attractive, then I'm the problem. Exactly. Like, I need y'all to understand that, like, bisexual people are not hypersexual. Like, no. they just be out here living their best life. They don't have, like, a girlfriend and a boyfriend at the same time, necessarly. Unless they polyamorous or polyromantic, or, or you want to be in a relationship with, a, with, a, with two people at the same time, whatever. And they're aware. Like, exactly, and they're aware. They can have just one partner and be sexually satisfied. You know what I'm saying? And if you are, okay... Like, lesbian women who date, like, bisexual women. Yep. Stop being so insecure. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? She ain't gonna leave you for no man. Not necessarily, but, you know, sometimes it happens. But every bisexual woman isn't like that, or every bisexual man isn't like that, or whatever else. Like, they're not just out here looking for the next thing. Yep. Or, like, looking for someone with an opposite part that you have, um, because they need that to feel complete. Like, that's not what it is at all. Nope. It just means that they're attracted to more than just one sex. Like one gender identity like one like you know what i'm saying like it's not just that like yep. but people are so concerned and so worried sure but pay are. attention to that b and the lgbt um because the b fucking matters exactly but thanks y'all for rocking with the newsy floozies again you always doing my job and go ahead i'm sorry thank you but yes thank y'all for listening to the newsy floozies you know even though jean likes to do everything Thing. but it's okay so feel free to email us questions and comments at newsyfloozies at gmail.com follow us on social media instagram twitter and facebook at newsyfloozies you want to spell it since i did spell it wrong last week no 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 i spelled it wrong last Just week go ahead and spell it lucy it's n-e-w-z-y-f-l-o-o-z-i-e-s good job Use the hashtag Newsy Floozies when you're live listening to the show. We love seeing y'all's reactions to our content. Like last week when everybody was talking about Jean's story of choking on potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your podcast listening device. Leave us ratings and reviews. No one-star woes, please. Share the show with your friends, your foes, far and wide. And we're going to see y'all next week. Yeah.
because these bitches be tripping. Hey.